0: So thank you so much for joining me today. Now it's Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are preparing us for things to come, that you are getting us ready for your return. We thank you for your presence. You said when we gathered in your name, you'd be here. And so we're just receiving you right now. We love you. Give you all the glory in your name. So he wants to talk to us today again about getting ready for his return things that we need to do to be ready. And showing me today how we've gotten so lukewarm. And we know the Bible says that if we are lukewarm, he is gonna spew us out of his mouth. And so what he's talking about is us doing that greater work. He said whoever believes in him would do the greater work. So that's whosoever, whoever. If you are a believer, And you ask Jesus, come live on the inside of you. If you believe, he said, you're going to do the greater things. He said, go into all the world. And so we're all called to go and to do his work. You don't have to be anyone special. The only specialty you have to have is that you love Jesus and you're a believer. And if you love God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, you're going to care about what he cares about. And he's going to give you the thoughts and the feelings of his heart. And he's going to tell us, he said things to come, remind us of the things that he said. And today he's reminding us of what he said, and he's telling us things to come. And he wants us to be ready for his return, because it is not his will that even one should perish. He's in love with each and every one of us. So in Luke 10, um, he sent out 70, 70 people to go ahead of him. I want to read that to you. So now after this, the Lord chose and appointed 70 others and sent them ahead of him. Two by two, he sent them ahead of him. And I just want to point out that he is sending us ahead of him. He is coming. His return is is soon. And he's sending us ahead of him to prepare the way for him. That's what he pointed out to me today when I read that. And he said, if you believe in him, you're going to do the greater thing he did. Plus. And he said, he's leaving. And so now this thing is to take place. And you know, the disciples were doing that and um, we have just lingered off into not doing that. And so he wants us to get excited about it. He wants us to prepare the way for him, get ready for him by doing that greater work. And he said to them, the harvest is indeed abundant and there's much ripe grain but the farmers are few. And then he said, and um, I'm going to skip to three, go your way. Behold, I send you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. And you have to admit that if you have gone out, sometimes um, you just notice that people want to devour you. They just want to shut you up and get you out of there. So, I like that. Carry no personal provision, no change or sandals, and refrain from retarding your journey by saluting and wishing anyone along the way well. So, you're not supposed to worry about bringing anything with you. And that's what I think stops us. We're worried about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear. And he's saying, stop worrying about that. When you go and do his work, he's going to take care of you through those people. That you minister to, and that's what he said. Whatever house you enter, first say, "Peace to this house. Behold, freedom from all distresses, and the result, um, from and the result from sin, be with this family." And we're jumping to the next subject already, which I'll probably go back and forth. But that's the next thing that Jesus said. He said, "Free that house from all distresses." And I just want to point out that we have to do that in our home. Yeah, he's sending us out, and um, we're already prepared because we got him in us, but we got to be doing this thing. This has to be our lifestyle. This has to be our lifestyle to live this way. And so as we're reading that, take that in. This starts at home. This starts in your heart. And if anyone worthy of peace and blessedness is there, the peace and blessedness you wish them shall come upon them. Doesn't this make you feel important, like you have great power living on the inside of you? It should, and we should meditate that. You know, at the same time, we got to think about how are we going to have faith to do this? How did they have faith to do that? You know, it really starts on your knees in that relationship with him and letting Jesus tell you what to do to be ready. And this is what he's going to tell you to do because it is not his will. That one should perish in his presence. He's going to share with you his thoughts and his feelings. He's going to share with you what's in his heart. And he is going to send you out. He is going to send you out. Stay in the same house eating and drinking whatever they provide. That doesn't mean that you have to choose um, a different diet. It means let them provide for you. Don't go get a job. But let this ministry that God has given you provide for you. For the labor is worthy of his wages. Do not keep moving from house to house. Wherever you go into a town and they receive and accept you, welcome you, eat what is set before you and heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come close to you. So what he's saying is where you're getting fed, stay. That's your provision. Where he sends you is your provision and then heal the sick. He said, and then heal the sick. His power in you, your faith in him, that he can do his work for you, will heal the sick. But, whatever, but whenever you go into a town and they don't receive and accept and welcome you, go out into the streets and say, even the dust of that town clings to your feet and wiping it off against you. And know and understand this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. I tell you, It shall be more tolerable in the day of Sodom than for that town. And then I'm going to skip down to he's talking about little villages and um, woe to them. And then in verse sixteen, he who hears and heeds, and uh, hears and heeds you, heeds and hears me. And he who slights and rejects you, rejects me. And he who slights and rejects me, rejects my father. So when he commissions you to go, when he gives you his approval to go, and you do things in his name, you do what he's telling you to do, and they reject you, they're also rejecting him. And that's going to happen. And don't let it throw you. Just stay with Jesus and keep doing what he's telling you to do. And the enemy, you know, he is out to kill still his joy, and he is trying to stop you. Don't let him. Just keep going. And so anyway, from there, then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in in your name. Can you imagine coming back? Can you imagine how excited they were? Because even the demons were subject to them. They went, they did what he said to do, and the demons listened. Because, yeah, he said, Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample on serpents and scorpions. Physical and mental strength and ability over all the power the enemy possesses, and nothing shall but by, by any way harm you. He said, Yeah. And then he said, But don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. The spirits are subject to you. That's what we got to get in our head. They got that that day. And we got to do that. We got to get it in our heart and then in our head, and we got to live that way. All power and authority, he said when he left, has been given it to you. Now I give it to you. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. But we don't do that. We just let the enemy walk all over us. But they knew who they were, and we got to know who we are in him. And that takes you getting to know him, getting on your knees, and growing up in him, and not letting the enemy stop you at any cost. And And that also takes hearing the word, hearing the word, hearing the word. The kingdom of God is taken by force. Jesus said that. It's not going to fall on you. Just like your healing is not going to fall on you. It's a fight to live in the kingdom of God. It's a fight to do his work and one he's asking us to do. And the fight is really just believing. And the believing will come natural as you feed on the word and hang out with people that are believing the right thing. Not going to a church that pets you. Or rejects you for doing his work. He said, Do not rejoice at this, and um, do not rejoice at this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. And so we have to have that closeness in this day. We got to get on fire, and we have to just go and do the work. We have to go do the work because a lot of people are caught up in themselves and their flesh. And they wanna be God. They wanna be important, just like the Pharisees. And so aside from that, what we have to do is get on fire and go and do what Jesus is telling us to do. And it starts at home. And you know, it starts at, it starts by meditating that thing. You know, when's the last story? Um, when, when's the last, what's the last story that you heard? Oh, in 1812, um, Smith Wigglesworth and, you know, all these things happened then, but what's really happening now? That's what Jesus is saying is we're lukewarm and nothing is happening. What's the last story that you can tell? What's the last miracle that you had? How on fire are we? Are we telling stories from long ago? Are we praying and begging God? And We are. And we are to both. And and Jesus is saying that we're lukewarm. We're telling old stories. You know, the disciples, they came back and they didn't say, oh, wow, we got this big fish, you know, and we did this and we did that. But they're coming back and saying, we saw demons flee, we saw people being healed. Who talks about stuff like that? I don't hear hardly anything about things like that. Unless I look for it, everybody's talking about. They went here. They went here for vacation. You know, they they got this humongous fish and this video game and that movie. Who's talking about what Jesus is doing through you? I had the most exciting thing happen to me, and um, I was being encouraged. And I saw Jesus through me. It was translucent. He had me call people up to get healed, and. Um, I saw him in me, and there was a girl looking at me, and I know she saw him too, and it's so cool, and those are the exciting things that we can be talking about when we get fired up and we go and do his will, and it starts at home. We got to take authority over the enemy. I've given you power and authority. He said, behold, I've given you authority and power to trample on serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power of the enemy. Anything that tries to possess you, anything that tries to, yeah, will not harm you. Anything that tries to take over you will not harm you. You don't have to let the enemy take over in your life. You don't have to. You don't, you shouldn't. You shouldn't put up with him taking over in your life. But we do because we don't get it. We don't meditate it. We don't think about it. We're thinking about, you know, all those other things going on. You know, that the disciples probably used, used to talk about big fish and, you know, just talk about this and talk about that. And now they're seeing this great thing happen. They're, they're seeing the, the demons flee. They're laying hands on the sick and they're getting well. And they're all excited and they come back and tell Jesus, can you just see them, 70 people telling all these stories and all things going on? And isn't that exciting? And that's how it should be. We should be, you know, Jesus, he caused a commotion everywhere he went, right? And that was probably a commotion, all them gathering back and saying, Jesus, you should have seen this and you should have seen that. And this happened. That girl got healed and that boy got healed and and this mother and and this father. And they were so excited about all the things. You got to start imagining that and how that can happen for us. We can get together and then we all go out two by two And we come back and we talk about all the exciting things that God did. Because what? Because we decided we would believe. We got to believe. When we believe it will happen, well, how do I believe? Well, faith comes by hearing the word of God. If you're believing for healing, you meditate on healing scriptures. If you're believing for God to meet your needs, you meditate on that part of the word of God. If you're believing to carry his power and go out and do his work, you meditate on that. And that's what he's calling us to do. He's calling us to get ready for his return, to start meditating on the things that he said, the greater things that he did, on the power and authority that we have, and start practicing it right in our homes. Got to start getting on our face. And we got to start meeting with Jesus every day and letting him lead us and teach us. And we got to start being free. From freedom from distresses that result from sin. we got to get rid of sin and the distresses that have come from sin. And yet so many people think that they can't live without sin, that they're imperfect. But really, when you have Jesus living on the inside of you, then you are free from sin because you're following after the leading of the Spirit. So we got to be past that sin that he's talking about here. He's, he's talking about freeing them from distresses that are caused by sin. And so how do we do that? We teach them, right? We teach them. And we got to be free from that sin. You got to be free from letting Satan control you. You got to be free from letting your flesh dictate to you and just do what he's telling you to do. Just do what the Holy Spirit's leading you to do. And he's going to lead you in that place. And then he is going to send you out. And you notice he said he sent out 70. And so many people think, well, it was just the 12 disciples. If you're a a believer, you're a disciple. And Jesus said in John 14, 12, whoever believes, whoever believes will go do the thing I was doing. And I just want to reiterate that he left saying, I'm going to go so you can do this. So that you can go into all the world and do what I was doing as preparing for my return. Jesus is coming. He's asking us to get ready for his return. He's asking us to do his work. And so apparently we're going to have to grow up. We're going to have to get this thing right and get it right at home. Get the distresses and the sin out of your home so that you can be sent out to go to do his work. That's what he's saying to us. He's coming and we're not ready. We're, we're interested in everything, you know, the big fish, this, that, and the other thing. But we should be saying... I cast out this demon. I cast out that demon. Satan's starting to recognize me. He doesn't bother me anymore. He flees when he sees me coming because I won't listen to him. I won't bow down to him. I'm bowing down to the Lord. I'm bowing down to Jesus. I'm doing his work. I'm on his side. And when he comes, he's not going to say, I wasn't acquainted with you. He's not going to say that to me because we were acquainted and I did his work. And he lives in me and I saw him in me. That's the way it's supposed to be. Otherwise, he's really going to say, you know, if we're we're living by our flesh, we're so absorbed in everything around us and acceptance by other people. And you can see that in social media. You can see that the acceptance of others is the main topic. We want to look cool and um, be accepted. And um, if we're not, you can tell. And then those people... um, pretty much sign off at of social media because they're not accepted or they, they work to blend in. And so we're blending in, we're on the white path, and we're showing, if you call yourself a Christian, as we talked about yesterday, we're really mocking God when we're, not, when we're not doing his work, when we're not preparing for his return, when we're not telling people that he's coming. Then what, what are we doing? right? We're just living on the wide path with the other people that don't know God. And that's why he's frustrated. He's frustrated. He's saying, I'm frustrated. Obey me. He gave me that audible word. I told you about that. He said, the hour of Jesus is at hand. A time of testing is here. And then he said, a great time of testing is at hand. And he said, I'm frustrated. Obey me. He said, all that audible within two days. And so he's saying, get Fired up. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spear you out of my mouth. Are you lukewarm? What are you talking about? What is your life about? What is your objective? What is it? Is it your job? Is it to provide for yourself? Well, then you've buried your talent, and he's going to say, throw that good for nothing servant into the furnace where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm here to tell you what Jesus said. I didn't say it. I'm not saying it. He said it. He said it. I didn't say it. I'm just telling you what He said. And if you open up the word of God, you're going to find out what He said, and you're going to feel that conviction, and you're going to want that correction because it's going to make you right with you, make you right with him, and you're going to have peace and joy and excitement. I told you about my friend yesterday. when she asked Jesus what she was supposed to do to get ready for his return, she didn't hear him say anything. But then every time she got around someone who she knew didn't know Jesus, she had this overwhelming sensation physically even to say something. She said she had goosies. <laughs> she had goosebumps and she knew she was going to say something. And she did. And that's all it takes. What do you want me to do, Jesus? Um, I went into the gas station. Um, I love bananas and I went in to eat bananas and they kinda know me in there and since Jesus is telling me that we need to tell people that he's coming, I have been telling them. And at this time, I just felt inspired to say, are you ready for Jesus? And of course, I got a look. And actually, the guy I said it too, he already knows who I am. But I surprised him. I startled him. He's like, what? People aren't ready for Jesus. And we need to be saying everywhere we go, are you ready for Jesus? Are you ready? He's coming. Is he going to say away from me, I never knew you? Is he really going to say that? He really is. And so if you're a Christian and you're not getting ready, if you if you're calling yourself a Christian, cuz it's questionable. It is. And you're not getting ready for his return. Is he going to say I didn't know you? Is he going to call you out? Is he going to say you're not a Christian? So maybe you better examine yourself now. I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that sometimes, and sometimes, you know, I have to say to myself, are you a Christian? Look what you just thought. Look what you just did. What are you thinking? And that's why we got to get at his feet every morning, find out what he's thinking so we can think it. We got to live by his opinion, not my opinion. You know, we so often go to other people. What do you think? Think it's okay if I do this? Why do you think you're asking to begin with? You're asking because you know it's wrong. That's why you're asking someone else. You're asking someone else's approval, and they can't give it to you. Jesus is your king. He's your father. You can only get his approval. And then when you have his approval, then you're going to have that peace and that joy. And then on that day, he's not going to say, away from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. So that means if you're not doing the word of God, if you're not, even if you're not sitting with him and getting faith, and being led by the spirit you're practicing lawlessness if you're ignoring him and going to someone else for acceptance for approval for direction then you're going to someone else you're not going to him so then why do you want to live with someone who you don't care what he thinks you don't know him why do you want to move in with someone like that someone you don't have time for you don't go to you don't ask his opinion You don't even know him, but you think you want to move in with him someday. It's so ridiculous. And people live in that um, oblivious mindset. They, They live thinking, you know, something that is totally not true. It's so silly. It's so silly. Why would you move in with someone that you don't know? Why are we so blind to see the truth? Because we don't want to. If you really wanted to see the truth, you would go to Jesus and say, I really need to know. And you'd keep on seeking, keep on finding, and keep on knocking till that door would be open to you. And if you give up, and I found myself doing this myself. I found myself doing this myself. Yeah, I thought I said that wrong, but I guess I didn't. And, and I'm thinking, well, you know, he said this to me. Why am I not seeking and knocking and finding out this answer? Why have I gotten lazy? Why have I gotten lukewarm? And so I'm just here to stir you up today. He stirred me up. I'm stirring you up. Examine yourself. Let him correct you. He said he loves those he corrects. He loves you. And so he wants to correct you and make you right with him so that you're prepared to stand before him on that day. So you're prepared. It's not his will that one should perish. And so we got to go to him and let him correct us. So if you never asked Jesus come live on the inside of you, then now's the time to do that. And when you do that, it's not a ticket to heaven, but it's an invitation for a relationship. It's an invitation to have a relationship with him. Let him come and live on the inside of you and teach you his way. That's what it is. And then he's gonna grow you up and he's gonna send you out to do his work. He's gonna prepare you for heaven and you're gonna prepare the way for him. Doing the greater work is preparing the way um, for him. Remember in chapter one, he sent the 70 out before him. He's sending us out before him. So we got to do this part so he can come and then we can start that new life and the new heaven and the new earth. He's preparing. He's preparing. And so Revelation 3.20 says, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in. And he's, if you invite him in, that means you're going to take heed to his voice. And then he's going to come in your heart. He's going to come and live on the inside of you. And he's going to teach you how to walk in his way. And, and then that sin, if you follow after him, will just fall off of you. And it'll set you free and you'll be ready to live um, a stress-free life. You, you'll get rid of all those distresses in your life as you take authority, as you know the truth and follow him. He's going to teach you. All things, so you got to turn to him every day. He is his word, John one one, so um to get to know him, you start by looking at the Word of God like we did today. You look at it, you know it, and you live in it. You apply it to your life, and so you can't depend. I just want to say you can't depend on someone else. you have to depend on Jesus, and that is exactly what he wants for you to trust and rely on him and In order to do that, you have to look at the word and you have to know his voice. And he said, if you obey him, he's going to manifest himself to you. My sheep know my voice. We have the mind of Christ. So it's not out there to hear God. It's not crazy um, to hear God, but the enemy is going to try to make you think so. (laughs) So let's say that prayer if you want to. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to live on the inside of us and teach us. We love you so much for what you did for us. We thank you that you got on that cross. You, li- you gave up your life for us. You bore our sickness, or disease, or sorrow, or, t- or, or pain. You came to show us the Father. You came to show us love and how to live in your kingdom right here and right now. We thank you for those stripes that you took for our healing. We thank you that all, all for everything that you did to make provision for us, and we thank you for training us and sending us out. You said whoever believes, whoever believes will have eternal life. Whoever believes will do that greater work, and we believe Lord, that um, you're calling us. It doesn't have to do with anybody else, but it has to do with you, and so we want to just submit to you. We commit to you to live in your kingdom, and to do your work. We believe, Lord. Help us. We just ask you to help us with the things that we can't do. Help us to have that confidence in you that we can't have in ourselves. Help us not to back down. So I hear him interrupting me here, and he has something he wants to say. So Lord, what is it? He's saying, I am going to send you out two by two. When you look to me, when you look to me and to no other, I will send you out. I will prepare you. I will empower you. Your part is to believe, to get faith, to look at my word, study, to show yourself approved. And then be prepared to do that greater work, to prepare the way for me. Say the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. We love you praise you. Thank you for that word. See, he's encouraging us and giving us confidence way ahead of time. He tells us, I, in my life, I, I have learned that he tells us things in plenty of time. And so even though he's coming, he has something for us to do to prepare the way for him. It's not too late. Not yet. When it gets When he gets here, it'll be too late. And so you want to live, as we talked about yesterday, like he may come tomorrow. So start today. Start today. Don't put it off because then you're putting off him. And if you put something off one day, you're going to put it off the next day and the next day and the next day. And then pretty soon, it's just going to be smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you're going to wonder, was I even supposed to do anything? And that's why you got to hear the word of God every day so that you can remember. Just like when you eat something, you don't. Just remember it. You keep eating it. You got to keep eating the word of God. So thank you so much for listening today. If you said that prayer for the first time, I'd love it if you'd let me know. If I can do anything to help, I want to know. So join with me. Get on fire for God and get ready for him. Prepare for his return and get prepared for his return. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening.